So this morning's reading is from the first letter of Peter, chapter 2, verses 18 to 25, which is on page 1889 in your Bibles or on the screen up here. The section is headed, Submission to Rulers and Masters. Slaves, submit yourselves to your masters with all respect, not only to those who are good and considerate, but also to those who are harsh. For it is commendable if a man bears up under the pain of unjust suffering because he is conscious of God. But how is it to your credit if you receive a beating for doing wrong and endure it? But if you suffer for doing good and you endure it, this is commendable before God. To this you were called, because Christ suffered for you, leaving you an example that you should follow in his steps. He committed no sin and no deceit was found in his mouth. When they hurled their insults at him, he did not retaliate. When he suffered, he made no threats. Instead, he entrusted himself to him who judges justly. He himself bore our sins in his body on the tree so that we might die for sins and live to righteousness. For by his wounds you have been healed. For you were like sheep going astray. But now you have returned to the shepherd and overseer of your souls. This is the word of the Lord. Right. Well, like I said before, FIBA is involved in radio ministry in places where it is really tough to be a Christian. Places where Christians face beatings, imprisonment, and death for their faith. So in England, we, we may be aware of some disinterest in the Christian faith, and we may have faced ridicule and maybe some skepticism, and perhaps some may have suffered a little bit of discrimination for being a Christian, However, we still in this country enjoy a lot of freedom to read the Bible, to pray and to worship. So you might think that this passage is irrelevant to UK Christians, but actually it's very relevant. What we do know is that everyone, whether a Christian or not, faces tough circumstances in life. And we Christians in the UK can relate to that, whether it is illness, accidents, redundancy, marital issues, challenging family relationships, or work pressure, no one is exempt. So Peter's words to the slaves are relevant to all Christians who are suffering, whether those facing persecution in Yemen, or those facing imprisonment in Central Asia, or Christians here today in Southbourne. I don't know what tough circumstances that are troubling you today, but God does, he knows. And what Peter said to these slaves years ago is relevant to you today. So Peter was speaking directly 
to slaves, people who had been captured, they'd been taken thousands of miles away from home, perhaps never to see family again. They'd been beaten, some maybe had been abused, and they'd been sold to masters who treated them as they wished. These slaves had no rights. And the wonderful thing is that some of these slaves had actually come to hear about Jesus and had asked Jesus to be their saviour. Perhaps, perhaps they expected not only to be free in Christ, but maybe they thought that they could be free from slavery. So what Peter says to these slaves comes as a bit of a shock. He says, slaves, in reverent fear of God, submit yourselves to your masters, not only to those who are good and considerate, but also to those who are harsh. That's maybe not what they wanted to hear. Becoming a Christian does not change your immediate circumstances, but the Holy Spirit lives in you and starts to change you from inside so that how you respond to your difficult circumstances starts to change as you aspire to becoming more like Jesus. But don't expect to be free from trouble and suffering and difficulty this side of heaven. That's not the way. And if I had to summarize what Peter is saying to the slaves in this passage, there would be three things that I would say. First and foremost, look to Christ. Look to Christ and be comforted. Look to Christ and be confident. Look to Christ and be called. And I want to look at those three things this morning. First of all, look to Christ and be comforted. So in the last recession, um, Brian will know what I'm going to say now, um, Brian was made redundant for a while, and it came out of the blue. It was a real shock, and we had four small children, and it was a real time of testing for us. Um, what I do remember was that I was actually drawn to read um, non-fiction, real-life stories of challenges and difficulties that people had faced. And strangely, I find it quite comforting to read about difficulties that other people had faced because it made me think, well, actually, that's not as bad. You know, I'm not facing as, as what they faced. It's not as bad for me. Um, and that, that did sort of comfort me in a strange sort of way. Um, you know, and those people went through their circumstances and they lived to tell the tale. And, you know, Christ has suffered far more than any of us and he lives to tell the tale. He lives forevermore. Well, can you imagine the impact of telling these slaves about the sufferings of Christ? Well, they could relate to so much of this. You know, if you think about it, the accusations that Jesus faced um, on his journey to the cross. In Matthew 26, it says, the chief priests and the whole Sanhedrin were looking for false evidence against Jesus so that they could put him to death. And the high priest tore his clothes and basically said, you've spoken blasphemy. And the whole Sanhedrin said he is worthy of death. And then all those insults and the physical violence and injury that Jesus suffered. Matthew 26 and 27 says the religious leaders spat in his face and struck him with their fist. Others slapped him. And, and then you had the governor's soldiers who took him, and the whole company of soldiers, it says, 
uh, surrounded Jesus and they stripped him, put a scarlet robe on Jesus and then they twisted together a crown of thorns and they set it on his head and they put a staff in his right hand and then they knelt in front of Jesus and mocked him. Hail King of the Jews, they said, and they spat on him and they took the staff and struck him on the head again and again. And after they'd mocked him, they put his clothes back on him and led him out to crucify him. And even as Jesus hung on the cross, Matthew tells us in chapter 27 that those who passed by hurled insults at him. In the same way, the chief priests, the teachers of the law, and the elders mocked him. That all the establishment mocked him. And even the rebels that were crucified alongside him heaped insults on him. You see, not only would the slaves relate to so much of this brutality, but I think they would have been comforted to know that they had a saviour who understood and had suffered and actually had died for them. And to this day, we too can be comforted to know that whatever we face in life, Christ has gone through far worse and he loves us and understands our pain and suffering. You know, Jesus knows all about physical suffering. He knows all about mental suffering. He knows all about emotional anguish and spiritual suffering. He understands. So whatever you face in life, look to Jesus as he knows and he conquered and he reigns. Maybe there's someone here this morning who is searching for meaning and purpose in life. Look to Jesus. You know, he really is the way and the truth and the life. Jesus' suffering and death was for a purpose. And it wasn't just to bring us comfort, although it does comfort us. But he chose to take the suffering and death that you deserve. He was the only one who could bridge that gap between a holy God and our wrongdoing. And it's through his death and resurrection that we can be brought to a holy God and we can be forgiven. And all you need to do is to ask Jesus to forgive you, is to say sorry, to talk to him and, and invite him into your life. And for those of us who have done that, we can be confident in Christ. So not only can we be comforted, but whatever we're facing this morning, we can be confident. And this brings me to my next point. For those slaves and for all of us who have accepted Jesus as Savior, we can be confident that Jesus watches over us. But Peter says, you were like sheep going astray, but now you have returned to the shepherd and overseer of your souls. Well, this is tremendous news, isn't it? Because Peter is basically saying that Christ Jesus is watching over us as a shepherd and overseer. And this is really helpful when we're under pressure. Your difficulty is not a random, unexpected occurrence to God. He knows all about it. You may not be in control, but God is in control. That's fantastic, isn't it? And my third point is that we are all called. We are called to follow Jesus even in suffering. So I'm going to tell you a story. Um, 
Brian and I and the family, we used to work uh, in Nepal as missionaries. And um, as a, a way of having a holiday, we would go trekking. So we had a group of friends and we went trekking. Now, this particular trek involved camping. So there was a group of about three families and some porters. And we, we'd gone set off uh, walking and uh, um, our tents. Then we got at the end of the day, they pitched the tents and if you can imagine, um, sort of those rice terraces in Nepal, and uh, we pitched the tents in one of the terraces. Remember that when I tell you what happens next. So um, the, we thought, this is great. We're set up for the night. We'll just have a nice meal, put the kids to bed, and that's the good, good day over, first day. That's excellent. And then the, the dark clouds moved in. And the rain started, started to fall. And in Nepal, when it rains, it really rains. <laughs> and it was torrential monsoon-type rain. And um, we then realized we'd, we'd camped in a rice field. That's not a great place to camp. So literally, our tent started to float. And it was dark. The wind was uh, lashing against the tent. And the rain was pouring in. And we realized we needed to abandon the camp and move uh, back to the village to get some shelter. And the kids were little. So uh, we thought, okay, one child on my back, one holding my hand, Brian in front. Uh, but I had no torch and it was pitch black. And uh, we set off um, through the watery fields. And, and then all of a sudden the lightning flashed and out of... In the darkness, when the lightning flashed, we just got a glimpse of the, the forest ahead that we were aiming to, to go to. And the, a stream of our friends in front walking along to get through to the village. And uh, I thought, okay, that's where we've got to go. But I had no torch. And then, of course, the lightning flashed. That was it, dark again. So all I could do was follow Brian, who was in front of me, literally watch his steps. And that's how I, I went. I followed his steps. And that's, that kept me going, really. Um, sometimes you get the lightning flash and you get the bigger picture, but mainly I had to follow in his steps. Um, and that helped me focus. There was all sorts raging around me. The storm was in, I was in the middle of the storm, but that's what kept me focused. Well, you know, nobody wants to suffer. Nobody wants pain. But Peter tells us here that when we go through difficulties and suffering, we are called to follow in Christ's footsteps. Sometimes, um, like in the lightning flash in the story, we may get a glimpse of the direction for the future, but most times we just see the immediate next step. And we are called to give our lives to God and called to respond to difficulty, hardship and pain with a Christ-like response and walk in Christ's steps. But then how do we do that? Well, Peter gives us a clue um, and he tells the slaves how Jesus responded to the cross. And he says, he committed no sin and no deceit was found in his mouth. When they hurled their insults at him, he did not retaliate. When he suffered, he made no threats. 
Instead, he entrusted himself to him who judges justly. So, you know, the prayer isn't get me out of here, but it is get me through in your steps. One of the privileges of working for FIBA is that from time to time, I get to meet some of the people on the front line, the radio broadcasters, the programme developers, and those who talk to the listeners who call in responding to the radio shows. And some of these people live and work in really difficult situations, and they suffer for the gospel. But you know, they're really ordinary people. There's no glamour or show about them. In fact, it's the opposite. There is humility and gratitude. And what I've noticed is that when they pray, they are overflowing with praise and thanks to God. They're not asking God to get them out of their circumstances, but they are worshipping Jesus for leading them through. So their focus seems to be to introduce people to the Lord Jesus, no matter what difficulties they face. And so too for us, we must look to Jesus, follow in his steps, responding with love and kindness, and to see what opportunities the Lord brings to share with others. You know, this reminds me of the words in Philippians 2.15, do everything without complaining or arguing so that you may be blameless and pure, children of light without fault in a crooked and deprived generation in which you shine like the stars in the universe as you hold out the word of life. Could it be that the deeper the darkness, the brighter we shine? So in conclusion, for those who are suffering and going through troubles today, remember Peter's words to the slaves of his time. Be comforted that Jesus has gone through suffering, um, far more suffering than you, and he understands and walks with you through it all. Be confident that the Lord Jesus is your shepherd and he is the overseer of your soul. He is in charge. And be called to shine like a star in your current darkness, following the Lord and drawing, <clears throat> drawing others to follow him too.